illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me this week from his vehicle driving to Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of Thermodynamic Lip Immersion, my co-host, the brother, the Beach. How you doing, Beach? Uh, Billy, I'm surviving after about 14 hours of working today, and I got finished up my hour-long commute home. Yeah, I know. I know this. So. this well, and I just got back from two weeks in Florida yesterday, and so we kind of had to try and throw a show together and get it out here. And so we're just we'll see how it goes. Now this is the only the only window we had. You're you middle of the night, me driving home. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I got to. <laughs> I got to get this thing posted and ready to go and posted before I go to bed tonight. So uh, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, and anything else you find interesting every week and just generally screw around a little bit. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, most other podcatchers, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com to email us. I'm at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, but really check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. That's where we post most of our stuff. Um, I don't think I have any email this week, so we're going to move right into Beaver Sports News. Beej? Great. First up, women's volleyball. Oh, I, you know, it, it gets me excited, Billy, in so many ways. Oregon State Volleyball uh, opened its season with a gritty five-set victory against Oklahoma in the evening match of the Oklahoma Invitational last Friday. Now, that win marks the first time OSU has defeated the Sooners since 1991. Then the that was the same year Heinrich Tailgater started. Exactly. That's kind of why I threw that in there. Then Beach, the volleyball team battled back to force four sets against Houston, but ultimately fell to the Cougars three to one on Saturday afternoon at the Oklahoma Invitational. The Beavs are now one and one on the season, and they will travel this upcoming weekend to University Park, Pennsylvania, 
for the Penn State Classic next weekend to take on LSU, Penn State, and Iowa State. And that's a big Exciting. one. Penn State's always pretty good for women's volleyball. Are, are they? They dominate. Yeah, yeah pretty damn bunch good. Amazon. They're pretty bunch damn of Amazons. Good. Yep. All right, Beach. Next up is women's soccer. Ooh. All these, all these uh, sports with women in short shorts. My fave. There you go. The Oregon State women's soccer team opened the season with a 1-0 victory against Seattle University um, last week. In Corvallis, the Bees are now 5-0 and with their series against the Red Hawks. Well, at least it wasn't a tie. Yep. Then they followed that up when they defeated Fresno State 2-1 to on Sunday in Corvallis. That was two weeks nice. ago. Then last week, Bees, the Oregon State women's soccer team notched a 2-1 win against Idaho on Friday. That extended their home win streak on the season to three, and their series win streak to five over Idaho. You know, you know, I'm listening to this, and and again, playing soccer, I did it as a kid. It was fun to play, but I'm thinking about sitting for three hours watching them, and there's only three scores the whole time. Yeah. So that's a long time without a score. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like that's beach l- time length yeah. without a score. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, that would have to go into months, if not years. Exactly. A lot of exactly. Not scoring. Maybe, maybe even decades. We're, yep. But we're not going to go there today. So then, Beach. That's for another. That's for another podcast. There you go. Then the women's soccer team, Beach, notched its first road win on the season with a three to nothing victory over Mountain West contender New Mexico on Sunday. That means the Beavers opened up the season the season four and zero, and this coming weekend, Beach, they will travel to Connecticut to take on Yale and Central Connecticut State in New Haven. Are they, uh, I don't mean to say, are they ranked at all, or how are, how are, did they come into the season, uh, how are they uh, estimated to look? Uh, they are not ranked, no. But they're just having a really good start. Mm-hmm. 4-0, you can't, you know, win them all, that's, that's a good start. Yeah, no, no, that's fantastic. So, cool, all right, exciting. But, all right, Beads, let's talk a little bit of men's soccer. The men's soccer team opened its season with a three to nothing shutout against Denver last week. Okay, and, again, happy there's no ties. Yep, and then tonight, Beach, uh, they played Air Force at Lorenz Field in Corvallis, but I don't know the score of that game. Okay, so well, it's it's over. It's though. over at this point, but I can't get a score. Like I said, same story as myself. Yep, there you go. So. All right, Beach. Um, up next, uh, we got a little bit of football news that was announced today. Ooh, what's going on with the football team? We're, we're only how many days away from our first game? Um, five. So, well, when this comes out, four. Sweet. Yep. So exciting. So, okay. so uh, maybe five. So, Beach, Oregon State will go with six-year senior quarterback Sam Neuer for Saturday's 2021 season opener at Purdue. Now, Neuer, who transferred from Colorado in June, beat out fourth-year sophomore Chance Nolan. What was that? Uh, Rumble strip. Oh, geez. Don't do that. So beats Neuer, who transferred from Colorado in June, beat out fourth-year sophomore Chance Nolan for the starting berth. Now, Tristan Jebbia, who was last year's starting quarterback, um, was among those battling for the starting berth 
but is sidelined with a sore hamstring still. Mm. You remember he uh, he got hurt last year against that uh, during that win against Oregon. He had hamstring yeah. surgery in, de- in, de- in December, and um, they're actually really limiting his practice reps until he's close to 100%. Wow, that's been a while. Yep. Now, Beach Neuer, who's 6'4", 227, played five years and 26 games at Colorado. He earned second-team all-conference honors last season after leading the Buffaloes to a 4-2 record. Now, he's also a graduate of Beaverton High School. Why did, other than being from Beaverton, why did he bail from Colorado? Um, I think he just wanted to finish his, his uh, career out someplace else, a little closer to home. Just not happy in Colorado. Yeah, I think so. Now Nolan. So uh, now did he was I? Th- I thought you're required to sit out a year if you do a transfer like that. Nope. And he's a a six year senior, which is kind of weird because last year didn't count. Um. Okay. So and if he's a graduate transfer, you don't have to to wait anymore. And you don't have to okay. wait. You can transfer. That- you can transfer once and not wait anymore. Also. Really? So yep. there's no waiting period at all? Pretty much. Okay. Okay, well, that that makes a lot more opportunity for, for transfers. Yeah you'll, you'll see, yeah, you'll see a lot more transfers. Now, Beach, Chance Nolan. Gonna... What? Go ahead. I was say Chance Nolan. Oh, I was Nol- just going to say this. this... <laughs> Go ahead. Chance Nolan, um, who started three games for OSU last season after Jebbia got hurt, will be the backup at Purdue and true for freshman Sam Vidlack is third on the death chart. Okay. Wow. It's a real big change up in our, uh, change up in our quarterback in here. Yep. It's going to be like watching a different team. Yep. Exciting. Now beads, you remember, in- remember there was, remember, remember a couple of years ago they couldn't pick a quarterback and that was like really frustrating to everybody. Yep. When was that? How many years ago was that? Oh, hell, I can't remember, Beach. I just remember that we're going back and forth, and was it when we had Riley? Uh, Riley couldn't pick a quarterback? Riley did a little bit, but so did uh, Dingle Fritz. Oh, yeah. Crap for brains? Yeah. So. Okay. Now, Beach, you're in your vehicle, so I doubt you have the, uh, the old uh, teletype with you. No, I don't, Billy. I, I left. I left it at home. Okay. Well, it's probably smart. Should shouldn't yeah. use a teletype while you're driving. No, no, no. I try not to. So, oh, uh, by the way, I'm I'm gonna be coming up to some more rumble strips here. Not my fault. So I don't get into a, don't overrun the stop sign. So. Oh, okay. It's not it's not like I'm wandering. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So so I I think Billy, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna have a rant. Who we, we haven't, haven't had a beach hasn't had a. Had a a rant for a while. Yeah. No, and and I was th- so this rants on three different stories, three different occasions over the last week. Okay.
that I partake in fast food quite frequently, right? Yes. Okay. And normally I'm a good customer, right? Yeah. Pretty simple. I pay my pay for the food. I get my food. Okay. So first story, Taco Bell. Not tonight, about a week and a half ago. Going to Taco Bell. They have the nacho fry box. Are you familiar with the nacho fry box, Billy? No, I am not. Okay. Have you had the nacho fries? Uh, I believe so. Okay, pretty phenomenal. It's like a normal French fry, then it's coated with crack, and then you deep it in cheese sauce, oh, right? Nice, yes. I like cheese okay. sauce and crack. So, I do too. And so anyway, so nacho fry box, nacho fries, five-layer burrito, taco, and a soda. Okay, five bucks, great deal. Really happy with this. Go up to the Taco Bell and drive-through. Could I get the five-dollar nacho fry box, please? I'm sorry, sir. We're out of nacho fries. Well, then, and we're not getting them back in. I'm like, okay, well, can I just get the nacho fry box, and can you just throw chips in there instead of the nacho fries? Sir, we don't do substitutions on the nacho fry box. But you, you don't have any nacho fries. Sir, we don't do substitutions. But it's not my fault. You don't have the nacho fries. I just want some chips. Chips should be worth less than the nacho fries. Could I just get the fry box? No, sir. We're at a nacho fries. So I've developed a policy over the years, and I don't know if you know my policy, Billy. Oh, I think I, I do. Get, yeah, I will not support incompetence whatsoever. Moronic stupidity, I will not support it. Even if I'm in the drive-thru, even if I have a committed time, I'm not going to fund stupidity. So I said, I'm done. We're out of here, right? I'm not going to get, I'm not going to buy anything else. You guys not getting my $5 for today, right? Mm -hmm. By the way, this is, the, this is the Taco Bell in Salem on the south side on Lancaster. Assholes. They also screwed up an order I had there a while back. Anyway, so just an idiot. Say story number one. Story number two. Go into Panera, right? Driving through. I would like, I want to pick two. I would like. The strawberry chicken salad, strawberry poppy seed chicken salad, and a half sandwich. And I'm, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have the poppy seed dressing right now. What do you got? We got this apple stuff. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll have the apple stuff, right? This apple vinaigrette. And like, you know, and the chips. I'm sorry, sir, we're out of chips and bread. You want an apple? No, I don't want an apple. I already got the fruit in the salad. I don't want an apple. Right? I wanted chips. Well, we're out of chips and bread. Okay. Can I get a cookie? This is late in the late in the evening, right? Now, if you don't know what Panera does, they take all of their bakery goods that they didn't sell during the day and they donate them to charity. Okay? So it's not like they're losing money at this point, right? They're gonna they're just gonna go to charity. Can I get a cookie instead of a instead of the chips or instead of the, the apple? No, sir, we don't do substitutions like that. But you're out of the chips. Sir, we don't do substitutions for cookies. But, but I don't want an apple. Sorry, sir, we don't do that. Right, we're done. I'm not getting any food here. Screw it. I'll keep my $15. Panera's overpriced anyway. Okay, so I go through Panera again a couple days later. Gonna have it taken for lunch, right? Pick it up in the morning. I do the same thing. Get a sandwich. Get the thing. I get to work. There's no chicken. On the chicken poppy seed salad. 
and I mean, I, I could understand if they missed it if it wasn't in the title of the salad. Okay, you with me so far? Yeah. Okay, so I wrote him a nasty email. Nobody responded, by the way. So I go in there last night, and I'm like, I want chicken salad with poppy seed. I know you don't have the vine- the, the normal poppy seed. I'll take the, the apple vinaigrette, and I want a mac and cheese, and um, and uh, uh, chips. And and she's like, she got, she says something. And I said, you know, I said, I'm a little irritated because I got a salad here the other day and you guys didn't put chicken on it. And I said, I wrote an email. Nobody responded. You know, I'm, well, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. He doesn't give me my chicken back. Right. And she's like, well, would you like a cookie? Oh, now you want to give me the cookie. Now the cookie. I asked for the goddamn cookie a couple days ago and he told me I couldn't have the damn cookie. You sons of bitches. Like, holy freaking shit. So I told her, I said, you just really pissed me off. I said, I asked for a cookie a couple days ago. Told you wouldn't give me a cookie. And she's like, I'm sorry, sir. But you have no idea the hell I've gone through this last week with moronic people not feeling, doing the right thing. Like, for Pete's sake. So anyway, I go up to the window and I'm like, and I told her the story of the cookie, right? Told her that they wouldn't give me the cookie when I asked for the cookie. I said, what do you do with the cookies? She's like, well, we do donate them to charity. I said, "Uh uh-huh. Was it going to cost him anything to give me the cookie because you didn't have the chips? She's like, I'm really sorry, sir. And I'm like, you know, you don't even want to know about the Taco Bell incident that just happened here a few days ago, right? She's like, I'm sorry, sir. And I'm like, it's all right. Not your fault. Appreciate the offer of the cookie, even though you can see why I'm a little irritated. She's like, I understand, sir. I'm going to go ahead and comp you your meal tonight. <laughs> did you Thank tip? You. Did you tip her? No, I didn't. I didn't tip her because I didn't have any cash on me, but, but it was, she comped me my meal. So yeah, anyway, well, re, a little redemption there, but it just drove me nuts this week. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause I don't think my requests we're out of line, right? No, it wasn't like especially... I was requesting a substitution on the fry box, on the fry box, right? It was they were out, but it yeah. was still on the menu. Yeah, that's the thing is they should have pulled it off the menu. Uh huh. Put a little sign up there. We're out. We're out. But there was yeah. no we're out. And, and again, would it have killed them to just make the customer happy? You know, because I mean that's all that really matters. I mean, you're selling a product, you're taking in money. As long as the money you're taking in is is more than the value of the product you're selling, the cost of the product you're selling, then take the money, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just stupid. I mean, if, if I ever had an employee, that's the number one thing is, just make the customer happy. You know, I go to Chick-fil-A. On a positive note here, I go to Chick-fil-A one time, right, for breakfast. And I go in and I order my, my breakfast, which they have a freaking amazing burrito at Chick-fil-A, by the way. I highly recommend it. And get two of the, of the, of the salsas. One is not enough. You need two. So anyway, I go in there one morning and I order this stuff. And I realized I left my wallet in my uh, in my pants at, at home, and like crap, right? And so I order it. I get up to the window, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I said I don't have my wallet on me. Um, I said I'm going to have to pass on this this morning. And and uh, I, they're like, No, that's all right, sir. It's on us. I mean, can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. They're they're. You know, I've I mean, always I always found Chick Fil A is is uh. 
run very well. Oh, phenomenal. I mean, it's like they want to pay for your kids' college education and, and, uh, and, and everything else when you're done. It's just fantastic. And, and it always feels genuine from them. They really want to make you happy, which yeah. I don't think any other fast food restaurant has that genuine concern for the customer. Well, so I don't know what is in their traditions or what is in their training, but they, they, they truly make you feel like they appreciate your business as opposed to, you know, oh, we don't have any natural fries. So, yeah, I got that. Like, like, uh, on a on a similar note, I got this a few weeks ago from the closest restaurant to me is the Taco Bell. It's about three blocks down the street, and mm-hmm. I was coming home real late at night, and I'm like, man, I got to get something. So I went in there, and I like a lot of uh, hot sauce on my tacos. I think I ordered two or three tacos, and the okay. thing is, they'll just give me like three packs so, of so, so, soft or crisp. Um, I usually get like two and one. I go, I, I mix okay, it up. All right. But anyways, helps me, helps me understand better. Yeah, and so I ordered, I can't remember what I ordered, I ordered two or three tacos, and I said, hey, you know, can I get a couple extra, because I looked in the bag, and I go, I always say, just give me a mess of hot sauce, give me a bunch, because I will eat it, and if I don't eat it, I'll save it and use it later. Yeah. And anyways, because Jess bought a little thing for it to sit in the pantry. Anyways, and so I just, <laughs> I, I pulled up, and I forgot to, well, and I forgot to ask for hot fire sauce so i said hey can you give me some fire sauce and make sure to give me a bunch because i like multiple packets on each taco because i'll put like three on each taco and okay, i can see that and the i'm i'm, I'm more of a tour but yeah, i can see three i like three anyways so the butthead kid in there goes oh, okay and he reaches in the thing and he looks at the guy also guy working and I remember it's like 1 30 in the morning and he goes well when they ask for a lot this is what i like to do and he put handful after handful after handful in the bag. I mean, it was ridiculous. And just, I just to be a dick, just to be a dick. And he's, and I'm looking at him through the window thinking, what the hell? And he hands it to me and I wanted to say something, but then I'm like, you know, it's a bunch of 19 year old idiots. Yeah. But, but again, you go to Chick-fil-A and you're also dealing with 19 year olds, but they're not idiots, but they're not idiots. Yeah. And that's part you go, of, you go to, you go to in and out and yes. you're dealing with a bunch of 19 year olds and they're not yeah. idiots. I know. I know, but I'm just saying it's what it is anyways. And I, so I left the bag of hot sauce sitting on the table and the neck, like two days later, gun walks in. He goes, what's this? And he goes, he goes, why the heck do you have all this? And I told him and he looks at me and he goes, why was, why did he do that? And I'm like, he's just being a jerk. And he goes, yeah. Did you say anything to him? I'm like, no. Cause it was just stupid. It wouldn't have done me any good. So I just walked away. Out talk a smart man, out run a damn fool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I just drove home. Anyways, all right, Beach. It is now time to move on to our first. We actually did not look at our first Pac-12 game. You know, there was a Pac-12 game last week. I had no idea who played. It was UCLA versus Hawaii at UCLA. Please tell me UCLA lost. No, they did not, Beach. Um, so UCLA, so we're going to have to go under for the review for the first part of week number one in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown. Well, we didn't even pick a team on this one. No, we didn't because we we had to do that first show so, so early because of me leaving. So. Okay. So, Beach, UCLA running back Zach Charbonneau became the first Bruins back since Jonathan Franklin in 2012 to run for three TDs in a season opener as UCLA 
whipped up on Hawaii 44-10. Now, UCLA scored on its first five possessions and roared out to a 31-3 halftime lead as it snapped an eight-game losing streak to non-conference teams dating back to 2017. It is also the first time that Chip Kelly has won an opener in four seasons as UCLA's coach. (laughs) Now, Charbonneau... (laughs) Yeah, Charbonneau, and I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, rushed for 106 yards in his UCLA debut. uh, debut. And uh, actually, Beach, he was at Michigan the past two seasons before transferring. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. a lot of a lot of transfers. You'll see it like from now said, on. It, 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 I, I was going to say it's going to feel like the NBA or something where they're you know you're you you know one day you hate Rodman, the next day you love Rodman because he's on your team. Exactly. You know, exactly. one day you hate Shaq, the next day you love Shaq. Yep. So one day I hate LeBron, and then every other day I hate LeBron. Yeah, exactly. And then then uh, it's it's gonna. One day I hate the Ducks. The next day I loathe the Ducks. The day after that, I detest the Ducks. So anyways, so UCLA got off to a good start. So, Beach, we also didn't talk about the first polls that came out, the preseason polls. Okay. So in the AP poll, Beach, Oregon came in at number 11, UCLA at 15, Washington at 20, Utah at 24, and UCLA in the others receiving votes category. So, so where do they pick in the Pac-12 in general? Where do they pick uh, the Beavs to be? 11, 12? Probably, yeah. Okay. How's now, Colorado going to be this year since they just lost their quarterback? Uh, well, here, here, listen to this. Here's the USA Today coaches poll. Oregon was came in at number 12. UC, okay. USC at 14. Washington at 21. And then Utah, Arizona State, UCLA, Cal, and Stanford all came in in the others receiving votes category. Mm-hmm. So nine out of the 12 Pac-12 teams received votes. Wow. So the only ones who didn't were um, Colorado, mm-hmm. Arizona, mm-hmm. Oregon State, mm-hmm. and Washington State. Okay. Well, it still means we're going to have good competition. Yeah, eight. I was going to say I didn't think your math was right there, but I was going to correct you. So the um, so it, it could be very interesting. I mean, we got good competition. Maybe uh, maybe even the ones on the outside will be uh, impressive. Uh, let's hope. Let's hope. Now, yeah. also, Beach, um, we didn't talk about the news. There was an announcement uh, I think about a week ago, maybe maybe a week and a half ago, that. The Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC are working at for- forming some kind of alliance. I-, I heard that kind of fell apart the other day. I don't know. I have no clue. I haven't read about it, so maybe we'll talk about it next week. Okay. I heard they – maybe alliance. I heard they were looking at maybe merging, but then I heard there is no interest currently to expand the, the Pac-12. They're not uh, going to expand, but there was some kind of alliance. I don't know how it's supposed to be. But we'll uh, I'll look at it and we'll talk about it next week. Okay. All right. Now, Beach, it is time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the week award. Every week, I'd like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies truly worse than sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach, it goes to Oregon coach Mario Cristobal. Ooh. What a 
did Mario do? Well, Beach, just uh, last Friday, Oregon defensive backs Jamal Hill and DJ James were reinstated following their nearly three-week suspension, head coach Mario Cristobal announced. The two were suspended from all team activities following an airsoft gun incident on, on August 3rd. Now, that was Chris- our last conversation that never made them that you didn't catch, right? Yeah. That, yeah, you didn't you didn't catch that one because the news didn't pick that one up very strong. Exactly. Solidly. Now, Cristobal said following Friday's practice, quote, after consulting with campus and our administration, both Jamal Hill and DJ James have been reinstated for practice purposes and they will not be available for the Fresno State game. Will not be? Yep. Now, he went on and when he was further asked about the scope of the reinstatement, he told the media that both players are available for practices and team meetings strictly. Now, their trial is set for Wednesday, September 8th, just between the first and second weeks of the season when Oregon plays Ohio State in Columbus on September 11th. Prior to their suspension, Hill and James were slated to be starting defensive backs for the Ducks this year. Their suspension took them out for most of fall camp, and they were charged in municipal court on a number of counts on August 25th. And, Beach, I have a sinking suspicion that they will both be starting on September 11th. I don't know what would make me think that, but I have this this sneaking suspicion that's what's going to happen. What was his name? He will not play another Saturday this season. Um, (laughs) Oh, geez. The reason why I completely hate the Blunt? Blunt, Blunt, yeah. Blunt? Yep. Blunt, yeah. Uh, Well, the Beavers play on Friday this year. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, we can play them on a Friday. Just, you know, why have rules if the rules are never going to be adhered to? I, I agree. They're, they're more they're more like guidelines than actual rules. Uh, yeah, pretty much Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I guess I guess Barbosa is the one that said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Parlay. But, but anyways, yeah. So anyways, I just, I, I when I read that, I was like, yeah, it goes to frickin' figure. It goes to frickin' yeah. figure. And and again, there, it's just going to be, you know, and, and I the judge will probably slap him on the hand. Make them pay a fine, make them do some community service, and voila, their their crime has been paid, and they will be allowed to play again. Yep. You know, and they're not going to play their first game opener or their uh, their season opener. Ooh, non conference game. That's really going to hurt for minutes. Yep. So anyway, just just pathetic. Yep. But what do you what what do you expect from an Oregon coach? The rules are pretty consistent with them. Yeah. Yep. So as far as what they, they their their policies are always pretty consistent. It goes it I goes on, it goes back to Bilotti when he was like, well, he's been on uh, he's been on like probation. Nobody knew about it. Yeah, double secret probation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've been watching him. We've been we've been making him do extra laps. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, Oregon coach Mario Cristobal for having no balls when it comes to punishing players. This week's Jackass of the Week Award. <laughs> is for you. Anyways. What a douche. Yeah, pretty much. All right, BJ, it is now time for our musical interlude. And with this season being the Heinrich Tailgater 30th anniversary, we will be now doing songs from 1991. And this week, BJ, it is your pick. Okay, so, so this one came to me. When uh, back in 1991, I was still in high school and I was working at the Pizza Hut in Hillsboro. Oh, yes. Yeah. Remember That's that closed old, now. Uh, 
Is it closed? I believe so, yeah. Huh, I'll have to take a look. You know, Pizza Hut's have been dying everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, then Manager Jim. And uh, anyway, do you remember there was a um, there was a large agricultural company in, in Hillsborough called Oregon Garden Products? Yep. And uh, they would call in, and they would put in like 100 to 150 pie order because they'd be feeding all of their migrant workers in for the day. Yeah. And um, I would go into work because I was a cook, and they'd be like, they had to have a huge this huge pie order. I'd be like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, OGP called in. And I'm like, OGP? Are you down with OGP? And Brian, the manager, would be like, oh, yeah, you know me. So uh, today's song, and Billy's going to have to help me out on this one because I am uh, in the vehicle and don't have access to my details. But uh, my choice of, of music for today is going to be OPP uh, by Naughty by Nature, uh, standing for other people's property, other people's something else. But uh, anyway, Billy, tell a little bit about uh, OPP and its, uh, its uh, relationship to the Jackson 5. Well, Beach OPP um, was released in August of 1991, and it was their lead single from their self-titled debut album, Naughty by Nature. The song was also one of the first rap songs to become a pop hit when it reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Hmm. Yep. And its declaration down with OPP was a popular catchphrase in the U.S. in the early 90s. Uh, let's see. So um, the song samples um, the Jackson 5 hit ABC into a rousing mm-hmm. hip-hop beat bass. And actually, you can hear it on some of the remixes they do where it's ABC, ABC. You can hear that that uh, yeah. little bit in some of the yeah. some of the remixes. It's a great butt-shaking song. Oh, I mean, yeah. both the rap song and, and the Jackson 5 version. Yep. So great hook. Yep. It's used in lots of soundtracks and video games. Yeah. Great song. So, yeah. And it's got, it's awesome with the uh, sexual innuendos. Oh yeah. Well, so. I mean, the P and OPP stands for other people's property and other people's other P words, depending, mean- depending on if you're into the man P word or the female P word. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. So that's, so, that's what so it is. So let's play it, Billy. All right.
There you go, Beach. Dude, I love that song. It's a great song. Great <clears throat> Hard song. to believe it's been 30 years ago since that song came out. I mean, that it's just crazy. Yep. Just nuts. We're going to have a lot of songs that we're going to have on here this season, Beach, where it'll be nuts. I, I know. It's just so weird because I was 15 when that came out, That's you know, and to look back 30 years ago yep. to think about it, you know, it's like, dude, that was, yeah, just weird. So anyway, two thirds of my life ago. Yep. Pretty much. And that cra- that's crazy right there. Yeah. Yeah. Two thirds <laughs> yeah. of my life ago. All right, Beej, so. Um, it is now time to get uh, the week one preview of all the Pac-12 games. We have a lot of games to go. We have 11 games to go because we missed the first because it's all out of conference stuff. So I did get an email today from Kyle. I hate you, Kyle, but I got his email. I got it ready to go. And so Beej, if you are ready, we will start doing picks. Okay. So the first, my, my bat, my, my, my battery's dying here, Billy. So we'll give it a shot. All but right. if I hang up on you, I'll call you back. All right. So first up Beej, on Thursday, September 2nd, Weber state at number 24, Utah. You know, I'm going to have to take the Utes on this one. I, too, am taking Utah. Kyle says Utah crushes Weber State's grill. Kind of like Weber. Like a Weber, like a Weber grill. Now, the yeah. other. I, I see what I see what Kyle was I doing there. Going there. Har, har, Kyle. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Next up on Thursday, Southern Utah at number 25, Arizona State. Ooh. Um, let's go. You know, I'm just going to stay pretty solid pack 12 on this one. Let's go with the sun devils. Okay. I'm taking the devils. Kyle says the satanic cult sacrifices the return missionaries. All righty. So he's taking Arizona state. All right, beads. We've got one game on Friday, September 3rd, Northern Colorado at Colorado. It's like a civil war. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, how's Colorado going to do without a quarterback? Well, I'm sure they've got a – they do have some quarterback. How is Northern Colorado? Is that like playing Portland State? Um, I don't know much Probably. about Northern Colorado, Beach. It's like a community college. Let, let's, let's go with uh, – let's go with uh, – are you there? Yeah, did you switch over to your truck? Yeah, well, I, I, my, my rig died, so – um, let's do, uh, I'm at home now. Okay. Let's, let's do, uh, let's do Colorado. Okay. You're going with Colorado. Kyle says the upset game, Northern Colorado. I'm trying to see who is the core, the, the, uh, coach. I think it's, isn't it the guy that used to be the coach at, um, that used to be the coach at uh, um, UCLA. I have no idea. Let's see. Yeah, Carl Durrell. <laughs> Carl Durrell. He was not very successful at UCLA. So, um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Colorado. I'm not very happy with it, but. Carl DeWell was not a good coach at UCLA. Mm-hmm. But it's still, again, it's like 
Well, I was going to say, it's like Oregon State could never lose to Portland State. But, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Beach. so we got those up. All the rest of the games are on Saturday, September 4th. First up, Stanford at Kansas okay. State. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I had some weird noise coming on my phone. Stanford at Kansas State. Oh, I'm going to go with the Cardinal. Okay. Kyle says, about 10 years ago, this would have been a game everyone was looking forward to. K-State because they are at home. I, too, am taking K-State. Really? Yeah. I'm just not... uh, uh, Stanford's been not great the last couple seasons. And being hmm. on the road early in the season, yeah, I just have a feeling. Well, were they but were they ranked? Stanford, no. Uh, okay, they got a so... they got a vote in one of the on one of the things. Okay, okay. All right. So Beach up next after that is. Just went past them all. Fresno State at number eleven, Oregon. I hate Fresno State ever since that incident with the Beavers like 30 years ago. Uh-huh. Actually, that was what, 25 years ago? No, it was 2001. Okay. Was 20 so 20th anniversary. Yeah. So I hate those sons of bitches, yeah. but I hate those other sons of bitches more. So it's like, it's like picking between a turd. Um, I hate choosing a turd. I, I think Oregon's going to win, but I hate the thought of it. Okay. I, I you hold your nose, and make the pick. I too am picking the ducks. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle says, Will auction be as loud with all the masks on? Ducks, I guess. Uh, auction or oh, Otson? I bet he meant Otson, yeah. Will Otson be as loud with all the masks on? Yeah, because they're supposed but to have no, their masks no, on. They they should call it auction because they're all a bunch of whores for the money. <laughs> Pretty much. So I too am taking Oregon. That's a good question. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. Now, does does Oregon State have to wear masks too? Yeah, because it's outdoor, isn't it? Yep, we'll talk about that here before we go tonight. All right. Because I figure that'll make you nice and happy one to end on. All right, Beach, up next, San Jose State at number 15, USC. San Jose at USC, the men of Troy. Um, We'll go with the men of Troy. I am going to take San Jose State. Really? Yeah. Um, Brennan, the old uh, receivers coach, is down there, and I think they might just spring one on them. They've been getting better. Mm. They've been getting better, and I could see them springing one on USC. I do not like USC's coaching staff. I think USC has better players, but I think San Jose State can – Better coaching? Yeah. Well, I think they can – given that they've had all summer to get ready for this game, I could see them springing one. And I could see I could see USC overlooking. Yep. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Kyle says Trojans on top early and win. Okay, Beach up next. Montana at number twenty. Washington. Again, I'm I'm I seem to be being Pac-12 loyal here. I I'll take the Huskies. I will too. Kyle just says Huskies. Next up, interesting one. Number sixteen LSU at UCLA. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't Huh. LSU's gonna kick their ass. Taking LSU. I, yeah, too, well, I hate Chip Kelly. Me too. I too am taking LSU. 
Kyle says, like Coach O, Coach Coach Orgeron might say, Here's, I'm going to give you my best Coach O. You ready? Okay, do it, Billy. They're going to go in there and hit him on and win the football game. Go Tiger! Because <laughs> then say Tigers, you go, Go Tiger! Go Tiger! Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I always think of that dude in Waterboy. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You like to see homos naked? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh my boy, made it. <laughs> you know uh, what? Uh, I was uh, when we were at Disney Disney World, we were riding um, uh, Slinky Dog Dash, and mm-hmm. I think that guy is the one that does the new voice for Slinky Dog, for Jim Varney, who's passed away. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I was listening, to it, I'm like, I think it's him and Peyton, who's got a very good ear for voices too. Was like, I think you're right. So, anyways, mm-hmm. all right. So that one's gone. Next up. Nevada at Cal. Hmm. Is Cal ranked? No. They got a vote in one of the things. They got a vote. Nevada. Nevada. Um, yeah, let's go with the hippies. Kyle says, the Wolfpack takes down the Golden Bears. I, too, am taking Nevada. Wow. I just don't think uh, Cal's very good. Up but next, they got a vote. Yeah, I got big so what. Utah State at Washington State. Hmm. Ooh, I missed one game. Hold on. Before that, BYU at Arizona. Ooh. I'm going to take BYU. I, too, am taking BYU. Kyle says, ding dong. Hi. Can we share with you a message about Jesus Christ and beat you by three touchdowns? <laughs> So I think he's taking the Mormons of BYU. Okay. Now up next, Ohio State at Washington State. Um, Sorry, Utah State at Washington State. Okay. I think that I just said Ohio, sense. yeah. I'm U- like, you had me confused. U- Utah State at Washington State. Because it would be – well, you also sort of – because it should have been the Ohio State if yeah. it was. Um, Utah State. I think I'm going to take Utah State. I am taking Washington State because Dingle Fritz has Utah State still screwed up from when he quit on them too. Oh, that's right. He came from there. Kyle um, Kyle says Wazoo Cougs win. I just don't, you know, I just haven't. Even though uh, what's his face was kind of a doofus, I liked him. He made it entertaining. Uh, yeah, he had some interesting play calls. wasn't afraid to do some things, but uh, they still have to think a coach who was a pile of dog crap yeah yeah so i still remember watching that documentary all right walk to work so there's there's everything ready to go got that ready to go all right beach um now usually when we play a new team that we haven't played since you and i started doing this podcast we do a little dive into that school yeah but i'm tired and it's late so i wasn't really gonna do it then i started looking into it and i was like damn it there's some actually interesting stuff here so do you want to learn a little bit about Purdue? I would love to learn about Purdue. Okay. And actually, this is Kurt. Kurt will appreciate this, too. Yes. So uh, Purdue University is a public land-grant research university in West Lafayette, Indiana, and the flagship campus of the Purdue University system. So you've got two systems in Indiana. One is the Indiana University system. The other is the Purdue University system. What? Who is Purdue? 
So the university was founded in 1869 after Lafayette businessman John Perdue donated land and money to establish a college of science, technology, and agriculture in his name. The first classes were held on September 16, 1874, with six instructors and 39 students. Mm. So the main campus is in West Lafayette, plus there's three other campuses. For a total of 75,000 students across all four traditional campuses, a statewide technology program, extension centers, a continuing education programs, as well as another 30,000 students enrolled in online university. So wow. kind of like Oregon State having having two campuses and all that kind of stuff, plus all mm-hmm. the extension centers and that kind of stuff. So they're the more um, kind of like Oregon State uh, agricultural egg, egg school. Based, yep, yeah. yep, yep. And also engineering based. Okay. So, Beach, the Purdue Boilermakers competed as independent in football until 1889. So, they started football a few years earlier and were actually pretty good early on. Then in 1890, they joined the Indiana Intercollegiate Athletic Association. And finally, mm-hmm. in 1896, joined the Big Ten Conference. Wow, the Big Ten's been around that long, Long huh? damn time. I don't know if it was called the Big Ten Conference, but what is eventually becomes the Big Ten Conference since 1896. So, Beach, uh, the official school colors are old gold and black. Okay. Okay. Now, would you like to know where the nickname comes from? Well, I just assumed that they were probably near a place that made boilers. Well, Beach, in 1889, the Purdue football team played Wabash College in Crawfordsville, Indiana, and won the game 18-4. to Now, students from the college and citizens of Crawfordsville began calling the Purdue players, quote, great big burly gang of Cornhuskers, Grangers, Pumpkin Shuckers, Rail Splitters, Blacksmiths, Cornfield Sailors, and Foundry Hands. Now, the Purdue students experienced hand-on education at the university, including the maintenance of a fully operational steam locomotive. So they didn't take those names they were being called as necessarily bag things. Then, Mm Beach, the next year, Purdue defeated Wabash College again, 44 to nothing. Now, on account of that game in the Crawfordsville Daily Argus News of October 26, 1891, was headlined, quote, Slaughter of Innocents. Wabash snowed completely under by the burly Boilermakers from Purdue. And the very next year, Purdue became known as the Boilermakers. So, again, they were used as a name of, of, uh, of der- a derogatory name, ultimately became a term of endearment. Yeah, and then they just took it on. Kind of like uh, the Black Tornado of uh, North, uh, North uh, Medford. They were called yeah. the Black Tornado because they wore black in some – Local paper wrote, a uh, black tornado came into town and mm-hmm. tore up our team, and so they just changed the name to the black tornado. So, Beach, do you, would you like to know about the mascot? This is the most interesting part. The mascot of Purdue. Okay. Have you ever seen the mascot? No, I have not. Well, a lot of people think Purdue Pete is the mascot of Purdue University. And he's, kind of, he's kind of dressed in... And uh, you know he's kind of like a, a head character, you know, a, a, a dress-up mascot. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a kind of like a, a hat on and 
big smiling guy and he carries around a, a, a sledgehammer. Okay. You ever seen Purdue Pete? I think so. Okay. Well, Beach, despite his on-field presence at Purdue, Purdue sporting events, Pete is only the athletic mascot of the university, but not the official mascot of Purdue University. So who's the official mascot? Well, first, Purdue Pete was designed as a logo by the university bookstore in 1940. Now, the owners of the bookstores gave him the name Pete, and no one today knows why this was chosen to be his name. Probably because it starts with a P. Yep. And he was given his first physical costume, you know, mascot costume, head and piece and all, in Mm -hmm. 1956 as he came out and helped the students cheer at a pep rally. Okay. Okay. And so he's had some different looks over the years, but you'll see him like during games, football games, basketball games, other things like that. But Beach, the official mascot of Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, Mm-hmm. Is the Boilermaker special? Do you know what that is? What is that? Do you know what that is? Train. It resembles a Victorian area, excuse me, a Victorian era railroad locomotive, and is built on a truck chassis. Really? It is operated and maintained by the student members of the Purdue Reamer Club, and it is often incorrectly assumed that Purdue Pete is the official mascot beads, but he is not. Now. Purdue is a land-grant university that was created through the Morrill Act of 1862. In the the 1890s, Purdue became a leader in the research of railway technology. For many years, Purdue operated the Schenectady No. 1 and later the Schenectady No. 2 on a dynamometer in an engineering laboratory on the West Lafayette campus. Hmm. Now, these were 440-type steam locomotives, and the 440, that's the wheel setup, on the train? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And these were manufactured by the Baldwin Locomotive Works of Philadelphia. Now, Purdue Beach actually even operated its own railroad to connect the campus power plant to a main rail line. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and they actually constructed it in 1926 to test uh, railroad car draft gears. Mm-hmm. But uh, all the locomotive research ended in 1938 when the uh, – the boiler was declared unsafe and the dynamometer was decommissioned. Mm. Financial support and encouragement to build the first Boilermaker special were provided by key members of the Purdue University class of 1907. Now, they've gone through a number of Boilermaker specials. Mm -hmm. And in 2011, the Boilermaker Special 5 underwent a significant overhaul with the help of the Wabash National Corporation. Um, It had over 200,000 miles on it. And it was in need of a new engine, transmission, and chassis. So in June 2011, the university confirmed the overhauled mascot would be indeed be branded as Boilermaker Special Number 7. Because they actually have a smaller version that's built on a golf cart chassis. Oh, okay. That was actually called Boilermaker Special Number 6. Well, well, I don't know if you're familiar, Billy, but Wabash is actually a chassis manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, they build, they build uh, fire engines and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they they uh, they help build it, and so that that's actually their official mascot. That's awesome. Yeah, and so there's another number seven displayed on the front of the train's boiler. Okay, so actually, that's how you know it's number seven. Yep, yep, yep. So, but their actual mascot is a kind of faux Victorian era looking train. I just found that interesting. 
Hmm. Very. All right, Beach. So, uh, Beavs are taking on the Boilermakers. Just a few little interesting facts I I picked up this week. All right, Beach. Now, last thing we're going to talk about, and Mm -hmm. I figured this is going to piss you off real good here before we go. So, while we were gone, Beach, Oregon State University announced that proof of vaccination will be required to attend university and athletic events and activities. So, just ridiculous. Well, yeah. And yeah. and one of my questions was, because I was all gone when this came out, and I'm like, this is, to me, it seems pointless and silly because I've seen videos of them requiring vaccination proof at different music events and stuff, and people are just holding up their phone or some card mm-hmm. as they walk in. And, and mm-hmm. my problem with that is, you can't expect people to walk around with those cards because they're just going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And they're just janky-ass little handwritten cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's pretty stupid looking. Mm-hmm. So, And I hadn't read anything about it. So I got home and was online today, and so I decided to look it up. And here's what it says. Oregon State University announced that people attending designated university events and activities, including athletic events, concerts, and conferences, were required to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. Now, Beach, before we let me get through this before you get pissed off. No, I'm just, I, I'm just, the, the whole thing's just BS, but go on. So the new policy is in response to the arrival of COVID-19 cases and the significant transmission rate of the Delta variant. Policy take, took effect last week and has been developed in consultation with the local public health officials. Now, Attendees at the designated university events were required to present their CDC vaccination record card or a photocopy, photo, or mobile photo of the card. Cardholders must be at least two weeks past receiving their second dose in a two-dose series or a single dose of the Johnson & Johnson. The proof of vaccination requirements complements OSU's overall COVID-19 response, blah, 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 blah. Children under age 12 do not need to provide proof of vaccination or a negative test. For those who cannot provide proof of vaccination, documentation of a negative test taken within three days of the event will be accepted. The test must be a SARS-CoV-2 viral test with emergency use authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Test result must be in the form of written medical documentation, either paper or electronic copy. The documentation must include the test type, type of test, entity issuing the result, and specimen collection date. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Proof of vaccination and documentation of a test result will require presentation of a driver's license or another government-issued form of identification, such as a passport. Now, this same thing is going to be done at Oregon, and I'm glad Oregon has a home game before the beefs. Because in my mind, this is going to be a giant cluster F. Because Mm -hmm. I don't, first of all, who is going to be checking these things? Little 19-year-old kid. Yeah, some stupid-ass kid, right? Or some old person. We don't have any nacho fries. Yeah, exactly. So some (laughs) stupid-ass kid. And... When are they opening the gates? What, an hour before kickoff? Well, they 90 minutes. You think you're going to get 20-some-odd thousand people through the gates with this kind of thing in 90 minutes? You have to say, I need to see this. They have a hard enough time just scanning the stupid tickets. Yeah, 
And you know how much problem they're going to have with scanning the tickets that are all digital now? Yeah. I need you to scan the ticket. I need to see your driver's license. and I need to show you proof of vaccination. Exactly. Then I need to verify that the name on the vaccination card matches your name on your driver's license. Exactly. Oh, I'm not going to do this, sir. And and then, yeah. And then you have the irate person and then it's all going to be a cluster. And and the person behind us can be like, dude, argue on your own time. I just want to get to my seat so I can go to Qdoba and get myself some chicken nachos and sit up in the stands and watch a football game. Exactly. I just think it's going to be a mess. Regardless of what you think about whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm of the mind. Everyone's had the chance to get the vaccination at this point. If they didn't get it, that's on them. If you are mm-hmm. vaccinated, what the hell do you care about somebody else? Mm-hmm. It just you're vaccinated. Yeah, and, and a, so what? Yeah, do you, what would I, I, if you're vaccinated? Why do you care if somebody else isn't? You're vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. And personally, yeah. I've never heard anyone that's not vaccinated asking other people to get vaccinated. You know, people. I let me rephrase that. I've never heard people choosing not to get the vaccine. Asking other people to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, but anyways. So I just, well, my, my, I, think my thing is, I think it's silly. I, I, I guess what I see is the people who are not vaccinated who are going to the game know the risks that they're taking. Yeah. Right? So that, that, like you said, it's on them. The majority of the people who are vaccinated, I would say there's more people who are vaccinated that still have fear for some reason or another I agree. of COVID. I agree. And so the people who are not going to show up are the people who are vaccinated and the people who are going to show up are the people who are not vaccinated, which is only going to exacerbate the issue. And ultimately the only, and and this is why I love a free market is because the only group that's actually going to be punished in this is going to be Oregon's, it's going to be the university system because they're going to find attendance to be incredibly low. I I think so. I I just don't know how they're going to get, my, my thing is, logistically, how are they going to get all those people through the gates? I don't know. Well, if the tenants is down to 20 or 30% because of the stupid policy, then they're not going to have a problem. I guess. I guess. I just see it being a cluster yeah. F. But, but my, you're problem have is, to hire my problem is you're, you're getting these poor, these morons had a problem with me bringing in a toy chainsaw two yeah. years ago. Yep. This is the kind of morons you're dealing with. And they all think they know they're right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, no, this is the policy. No, it says chainsaws. It, this is a chainsaw. It's a toy. It's not a chainsaw. No, it's a chainsaw. It's a toy. It couldn't cut a piece of paper. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? But then, so now you're going to have these same idiots mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. You know? And it's just, it, it's going to be a mess. I'm glad Oregon gets to go through this mess first. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what kind of um, issues we have coming out of it. I'll be li- waiting to listen to it because I just mm-hmm. doubt they get everybody in the game in time. Yep. So, anyways. just Or what about the people who bought tickets and they're not going to be allowed into the game? Are they going to be given a refund? Yeah, you can turn your tickets in and get a credit towards next year. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you know, I, I bought these with an intent. and And, again, who gets punished on that? Oregon State. Yep. So policies anyways. have 
policies have ramifications. No, I agree. I agree. I just think it'll be, I just think it'll be a mess. So that's the only thing I wanted to bring yeah, in. I, I love to see it when things are a train wreck. It's I do too. Exciting. It's funny. Cause yeah. there's, there's all, but all this happened all the time. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be horrible. And people are like, Oh, are you pissed? And I'm like, I, I don't care. I'm just going to sit back and I watch just, it happen. I know. I just, it's like, give me the popcorn with extra butter flavoring, please. And I'm just going to watch. Yeah. So like Michael Jackson in, in the thriller, in the thriller video where he's sitting there watching it, he's got that big grin on his face. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's me right there. Anyways, that's all I want to talk about beach. So hopefully we'll have a little bit of update from uh, what happens at the university. All right. So I want to thank everyone who listened to show number 160 of illegal participation. Um, if you want to comment and suggestion, ask questions, a few ways, Tailgater gmail.com at Tailgater on Twitter, but the best way Tailgater on Facebook Listen, subscribe, comment, leave a rating review. Beach, it's late. late. It's late and we got to get going. Yep. So I don't have much else to add. Do you? I'm just stoked. I was going to see, I'll, I'll bug you later, but I was going to see, what, are you watching the game at your house? Uh, yeah. I got to be getting the trailer ready. Okay. You mind if I come over? Yeah, maybe. I'll put your ass to work. Okay. No, that's, that might be fine. All right. Well, until next week when we've got our first home game in oh so many years of being Goto, here's a great big Go Beeves. chicken quesadilla from get yourself a quesadilla quesadilla uh, 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 from toxic hell so I don't, I don't know what the sauce they put in those things is but it's not too bad no they used to have a green sauce that was better though but then they switched out to the red sauce but it's not too bad i still for a long time i ordered it with a green sauce until they finally said we don't have the green sauce anymore yeah You know that, uh, oh, who's the hot redhead from the 90s? Um, then she did some face work and she got like a facelift and she went to hell. Nicole Kidman? She, no, no, she was in her like 20s. She was in that kind of knockoff show from Married with Children, but she oh. played like a really smart gal. Oh, 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 she was like dated Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, but then she dated a blonde dude that was on something. Um, yeah, she was with Bobcat. But but she was in a she was in a Terminator 2. She had a brief cameo. Yeah. Have you seen this boy? Yeah, hang over there. Yeah. Heart? 
Was her last name Hart? No. Um. Oh, shit. Nikki Cox. There we go. Hard Cox. I knew it was a short name. She was like the she was like the chick version of Carrot Top. Yeah. Because Carrot Top used to be normal looking, and then all of a sudden he like roided himself out and did a facelift, and it, then he became like just the ugliest looking son of a bitch alive. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got a lot to do, and I gotta uh, edit this and post it tonight. So. Okay, I think we're going to move from doing a um, update from Eugene to Beach has a rant. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll just kind of lean into it. Do you want to do it in that spot? Sure. Okay. All right. All right. You got to, are you done eating, though? I got two bites. Hold okay, on. hurry up, because I don't want to hear. I like beer. <laughs>